Hello, hello, hello. My name is Alex. And I am Paula. And we're your hosts of Deep Space Gay. Do it. Engage. Fascinating. There she goes. Welcome back to a new episode. Today is another character episode because today we're going to talk about the one and only Spock. And it's going to be discussion mostly about why we love him, why he's amazing. And what our favorite episodes are, or maybe favorite films. I'm not entirely sure. We shall see um, with him in it. But before that, I just wanted to talk for a second about the newest Marvel news. Because today, um, we're recording on Monday. Um, This episode should be released on Wednesday. I really hope we get to do this (laughs) and not fuck up our time schedule as usual. Um, And today, we got the first look at the movie called Shang-Chi. What did you think about Mm -hmm. the trailer? I think the trailer looks like a lot of fun. Some of it is just like typical like martial arts inspired, you know, like you see a lot of like fight scenes, very technical, not a lot of like, you know, weapons, just like hand to hand combat, which I thought was really cool because you don't see it that much in the Marvel Universe. You see a lot of like guns and some kind of weapons and stuff, but like, you know, good martial arts. Um, uh, I don't know, like, person, <laughs> what, what do you call it? The martial arts fighter, probably. Um, I think, we yeah. haven't we haven't really seen that uh, so far in the MCU, which I think is really interesting. Also, um, I thought it was really cool that um you saw like already a little bit of his backstory and like, you got a good gist of like what the movie is about, right? You know that yep. like he was like groomed to take over his father's place in the whatever organization, like. Like, just saying it neutral now, so to avoid spoilers, basically, you know. Um, like, to take over in that, and he doesn't want to. And, yeah, now he has to survive, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it looked we all quite do. dangerous. <laughs> it looked quite dangerous. No, I really, really liked it. I thought also thought, you know, they only had, like, one creepy scene in there, but I thought it was really yeah. funny. Yeah, it was really funny. But I have to say, yeah. the vibes of the trailer were different than I expected them to be. Mm. Because, um, like, um, of course, like, kung fu movies are, like, a lot of fun. And depending on what, like, the whole scale of it is, it always depends on what the mood is and the vibes are. Yeah. But I thought the vibes were happier than I expected. I kind of expected mm. the trailer to be more serious because the subject matter itself with, like, him growing up and everything is quite serious um but in itself it looked like a fun time and i'm I'm, i gotta say i'm not the biggest fan of kung fu movies never have been but i i am excited for the fighting in a way i didn't expect to Mm -hmm. because especially the cgi looked so cool with like that one like moment where he's fighting i think someone in a forest or something like with this green background and looked so cool and i was like oh damn yeah i gotta say the one thing that kind of confused me was like in like there were some like very short scenes where it looked like I don't know someone is telling like like or talking about ancient history or whatever mm. and all of a sudden you have like this huge battle when what looks to be like I don't know ancient times and I was like huh what does this have to do with anything now <laughs> I was kind of yeah. confused Maybe it's, yeah. like, backstory to, like, his family and everything. Yeah, maybe. And maybe they also want to do some, like, more backstory on, like, the the organization and stuff. I could mm-hmm. imagine that they decided that it's all going to build up from, like, ancient, like, times. 
I don't know. We, we'll see. I mean, this was yeah. just the first glimpse. We don't really get to see much of the storyline. Just I think this was more a trailer for the aesthetic. You know, yeah, you get to like see the a lot setup. of fighting. The music is really like mm. upbeat and everything. Like not upbeat, yeah. but it's like really like in your brain in that moment. But it's not really like we don't really know what the film itself will be about. Yes. But yeah, I was really excited by that because I I got the like I didn't even get the notification. I just opened up YouTube and then it, there it was. It was like 15 oh, yeah. minutes old and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> because whenever I think I'm over Marvel, Marvel is like, no, you're not. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. We're being held hostage by them, I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's it's something. But yeah, um, just wanted to share that with you. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure the people who are Marvel fans have already seen it. But as we also start talking about other like properties, not only Star Trek, I thought it would be fun to start talking about this. Also, this is um, for next episode. I think I can say it right here because mm -hmm. we're currently watching um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. And on Friday is going to be the series season or series finale. I'm not entirely sure. I think season maybe i'm not quite sure I don't yeah know. but it's going to be the last episode of this season and we decided that like we did with wandavision that we're going to talk about the entire season as well i mean of course we we watch it together so we share a lot of our thoughts <laughs> but maybe we get some other epiphanies till recording and um yeah this is going to be like the next episode it's not going to be star trek themed but it's going to be a marvel episode and with that i want to start with spock And as per usual, I have prepared some facts about uh, the man. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> just some all-around uh, information. So yeah, I'm gonna just go straight into it. Um, so his full name is something that, according to Spoo to Spock, <laughs> cannot be pronounced by a human, but I'm still gonna try. It's Shn to Guy Spock. Yep. I... I, I think that might be it. Maybe it's something they will <laughs> say in Strange New Worlds just to settle the the old Star Trek debate, debate. on what his like how it's pronounced. So yeah, um Spock is the son of Amanda Grayson, who is from Earth, and Sarek. That's I I'm not sure if he has a full name, so I'm just gonna call him <laughs> Sarek. Does he have yeah. a full name? I, I, I don't know. They never <laughs> mentioned it, right? <laughs> Even if they did, I probably wouldn't remember. So yeah, um, he so that is one of the things that makes him really special, especially in TOS times. He is half human, half Vulcan. Um, he has two siblings, one of like his half brother Cyborg and his adoptive sister Michael Burnham, and he has like no kids that we know of, and he has one husband, the one and only James T. Kirk. <laughs> This is the whole Tehula Tyler debacle. Um, where oh, yeah. the people who don't ship them are like, they're brothers and friends, and the people who ship them are like, they're married! And I'm just like, I mean, both is fine. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's, you know, it depends on your personal preference. Yeah, it really does. So yeah, um, that is basically Spock's family. Um, we will, I think we will come to talk about his family relations later on when we talk about... Mm -hmm different episodes um, i would presume so um he was born on january 6 2230 and he died twice um one time 
<laughs> I think he's one of the few characters I can genuinely say that about in Star Trek. Um, in March 2285, in the second TOS film, The Wrath of Khan, and he also died in the AOS timeline. We won't spend, I think, we won't spend much Mm-mm. time talking about AOS. No, I think we'll, yeah. like, that's something that we have to discuss in a separate way. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it is TOS Spock that dies in 2263 on January 2nd in AOS. So a few days before his birthday, which is quite sad. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Spock, he, his role in Starfleet is he served as a science officer under Christopher Pike on the Enterprise and later on as a science officer and first officer under James T. Kirk, um, which is the role I think most people associate him with, um, being the right-hand man to um, Jim Kirk. In the 21st century, so later on, he becomes the ambassador um, for the Federation, basically. And I think one of his most famous... I don't know, stories as an ambassador was when he was an ambassador on Romulus in the TNG episodes Unification 1 and 2. Um, Yeah, I mean, there is so much to talk about with Spock, so I didn't want to list all his hobbies like I did with other characters. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, one thing, he is one of the characters who gets played by so many different actors. I I counted. So we have Leonard Nimoy, of course, who is the OG Spock. Then we have in his the newest version of him is um, played by Ethan Peck. He will also um, return for the role of Spock in Stranger Worlds. And then there is seven other actors just in TOS, which were all like <laughs> or TAS, which were all kids or like teenagers and young adults. And then you also have Zachary Quinto in AOS, and also the the I I didn't find his name. I mean I didn't look too hard, but. Um, the the young actor who played baby Spock, like not baby baby, but like child Spock, which is adorable, which is so adorable. He is the cutest. I don't know what it is, but like Vulcan children, like with their <laughs> bangs and their ears, and like especially like Spock, he has like a button nose when he's a yeah. child, and it's like the cutest thing ever. I love him so much. Like just tiny cute Spock. Ah, oh, the best. Yeah. And I think what really, like, like I don't know, s- makes this cuteness even stronger is the way they talk. Because they're, like, mm. so tiny and fragile. Yeah. And then they talk like computers. And it's just yeah. so cute. <laughs> it's the best. So, yeah. um, Spock has been, like, played by a variety of characters. And I think he's what, probably one of the most cosplayed characters out there. I, yeah. I I don't know a statistic, but I'm like fairly confident that because it's an easy cosplay as well. Because you know, elf ears you can find everywhere because almost every fandom has some elfish character, mm-hmm. and then you just need to find the blue uniform and either get a wig or be really brave. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's like ca- like the the like goth bang look is coming back like with the really straight bangs. <laughs> so you know you could definitely you know if you have some time during a quarantine. You have some haircutting <laughs> scissors. You can try it out. Like, no one's going to see you anyway. Yeah, you can true. try it out. And you can just put your hair up, like, when, you have, when you're in, a, like, a Zoom call or anything. Yeah, put a hairband in, and then it stands straight up behind the <laughs> hairband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different no- kind of look. I um, mean, yeah, that's that's the backwards unicorn. <laughs> I would call it. <laughs> 
sexy times in quarantine. So um, what else about Spock? Um, he is canonically related to Arthur Conan Doyle, um, which I think is hilarious because he does quote. I, I feel like it's so strange because he does quote Sherlock Holmes at like um one moment and then I think they I don't know if they wrote it in or if it's just something we decided as a fandom but everyone was like oh yeah that's his that's his ancestor he is related <laughs> to the man himself <laughs> the like, man himself not Sherlock Holmes but the one who wrote him um that so would yeah be quite impressive if he were actually related to Sherlock Holmes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, it's a fictional universe. They could have made up anything they wanted to. Yeah, and the thing is, you have to think, like, for especially Data and Journey constantly mm-hmm. cosplayed as Sherlock Holmes, and Data met Spock. That means oh. <laughs> that Data cosplayed as an ancestor of Spock. <laughs> God, it's getting really meta here. Yeah, this is almost as complicated as the family relations on Once Upon a Time. Yeah. But only almost, because nothing can be as convoluted, except for Silmarillion, like, elf family relations, because that's on a whole nother level. But yeah. yes, fictional but yeah. families, quite interesting. <laughs> Something, is, yeah, especially on that show. Um, so yeah, that's all I wrote down on Spock. I mean, yeah, he is... Yeah. I, I, do I need to explain his personality? I don't no. think so. I mean, everyone knows Spock. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not the discount Walmart version of AOS, though. <laughs> like, oh, now hate against Zachary Quinto. Quinto. <laughs> <laughs> Rage issues. <laughs> yeah, I think we're definitely going to talk about, like, the AOS movies in a different capacity. And also, I think, like, in a, in a little bit of a different format. Because yeah. we want to watch the movies with some people who haven't seen them. And just to see what they would say about it. Yeah. But so yeah. um that's also something I still need to ask a few of my friends if they I can force them to watch some Star Trek movies because I I know like a few of my friends are really interested in like sci-fi and a few yeah. of them are really not. <laughs> so I don't know what would be funnier. And I'm still thinking who of our friends we could force to watch the motion picture. God. Like I still someone have one person in mind. Yeah, someone who has like a lot of patience, I think. Someone who can sit through 20 minutes of shuttle flight. Yeah. And and never forget the 13 minutes, 30 second music on repeat in the weirdest sphere <laughs> where nothing <Yeah>. happens. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be an experience. So um, before we get into the top five episodes, because like for this time we didn't prepare any like quizzes or anything. Um, I just wanted to talk about the character, and yeah. I also didn't. I was thinking about like asking you like just out of the blue two questions about like Vulcan history without any. I like... don't know anything about Vulcan history except for like there was an era pre like Surak. Is that how yeah. you pronounce his name in English? I think so. And then a time after, before there were like wild and kind of just. <laughs> Savage, I suppose, is what they call yeah. it. And then afterwards, they had their emotions in check. They were all prepared to be logical. And yeah. that's basically it. That's all yes. I know about the two. So, um, yeah. So, before like we get into the episodes, I want to... Why do you like Spock so much? For you personally, what is it that like draws you to the, his character? I feel like... The thing I like about Spock the most is that he has, like, 
many of us, like me too, really struggled to find his place in the world. And like through just, you know, his friends and also his family, he has like managed to find that place, you know, um, like in a happy medium, I would say, especially if you look at like later movies and stuff when he like loosens up like considerably. Um, I feel like that's such a powerful message. Like, you know, because I think for Spock it's hard because he's not really one thing and he's also not really the other thing. And I feel like he has a lot of um, just like trouble with his family as well because I think Zarek has always had a hard time accepting that Spock is not completely Vulcan and he like raised him in a Vulcan way. I also think for Amanda that must have been really, really hard because like all these rituals that we as humans have when like raising our children and caring for them, like I think she couldn't perform many of them, right? Um, she tried and she fits some in there, like the reading of Alice in Wonderland. Um, which, you know, always is, like, such a neat information to have. <laughs> Just, like, yeah. And, yeah, I think it's awesome that um, with Starfleet and especially on the Enterprise with the crew, um, he found his place and his family. And, yeah, that is, like, always so awesome. I also think um, that, like, a lot of people, if they look at Spock in a superficial way, they don't really see how compassionate he really is to suffering and like you know through the troubles of others like it's oh yeah he's such a computer or he's so cold he doesn't have any emotions but I don't think it's that I mean he definitely has his emotions in check most of the time but he's also like he can be cheeky or Jim usually or bones <laughs> and you know he is he can be passionate about things and like really compassionate as well you know so yeah, yeah I think Spock is a very like you know, he has a lot of just character and also he has a lot of character development. So that's something I really, really enjoy about him. Yeah, definitely. And I think especially like the character development is something I, I you only see, of course, if you watch a lot of like Star Trek. If you just yes. watch one episode of TOS or one Star Trek movie, you won't get to the point where you're like, oh, wow, he changed from this. I don't know, especially with Star Trek Disco in mind from mm -hmm. this really i don't know a person that is always in like his own head and he's not really mm -hmm. i don't know he's not really out there because he just does yeah. his duty and he does what I he's feel like... supposed to be doing and yeah, then he like goes when we get to... wait so sorry one second no just continue. i feel like <laughs> when we get to know him in discovery he's very lost and like especially because I don't know if this is like a spoiler for Star Trek Discovery, but since he has these visions also with the Red Angel and everything, he's very lost and he feels like he can't talk to anyone. He doesn't know where he stands or if he like literally just goes insane. He has lost a bunch of his memories, like he gets accused of murder. I feel like that is like the most like just untethered that we see him. And, yeah. you know, throughout the show, like with his sister and also with his mother... And also with Pike, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, like you already start seeing like a development and I feel like that just continues on until his death. Yeah, definitely. And he really warms up to other people and not only humans, mm -hmm. but like everyone else. And he really starts to get into the role of being more open. Not only, I mean, he's not great at telling other people his personal shit. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of like moments where you're like, oh, huh. Because he just like never said anything about it. But he really mm -hmm. like he starts opening up. And I feel like that's why I've always felt so bad about Disco Spock um, in season two. Because he's so lonely. And it's so heartbreaking yeah. to see. Because, I mean, of course you know where he's going to be. But the end, at the end of it, like, I think that's really one of the most heartbreaking things. Because he, of course, is the member of, like, the TOS crew who lives the longest. Obviously, because mm -hmm. of his, like, Vulcan um, biology and everything. And I feel like it's so heartbreaking that at the end he's he's alone. Like, he's... Oh, God, that is he's so sad. sad. Yeah, that is so sad. Because he, and like, he he's in another universe. He, like, mm -hmm. no one he knows is the same person. Literally, like, that's, like, the worst yeah. thing that could happen to you. And everyone you know is either dead or just out of reach in a way that you never thought possible. And I think that's just mm -hmm. really heartbreaking. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love that he had this whole journey, but I'm not a big fan what they did at the end. Because I feel yeah. like he deserved better than just be the exposition point for AOS. And I feel like that's really sad because, I mean, he had such a growth and he became... Like, he was a really great character, and they kind of took it away. But, I mean, I don't mm -hmm. want to get too, <laughs> too deep into this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I also, I, I don't know, I really love the banter he has with, like, Kirk, and especially with Bones. I mean, they're, yeah. people always miss, like, read Bones as the, I don't know, like, he's he is making fun of Spock. Of course he is. But I feel like they have a great friendship in a way where... I also have friends where like that I'm an asshole to and they're an asshole to me, you know? You just I don't know yeah. if you have any of these friends, but my friends are a tough crowd. <laughs> you need to have thick skin, otherwise you will start crying eventually. And that's the thing though, like I feel like a lot of people have these friends where you're like you're always making fun of each other and that's kinda why the friendship works, you know? And I felt mm -hmm. like Bones and Spock have that as well. I mean, at just the moment when like in the flying pancake episode where they discover <laughs> that he has an inner eyelid. It's like one of the funniest moments. <laughs> yep, it really is. Gosh. Yeah, there's just so much there. And yeah, I don't know. This is like, Spock's story always makes me sad in a way. Because mm -hmm. I feel like he did so much for the Federation. Especially yeah. later on with like Romulus. Yeah. yeah, he gave up everything he had to be the ambassador on Romulus. He almost died too over that. Oh yeah. And like the thing is he never got to see like the fruit of his labor. Mm. He worked so hard for the unification and he never got to see it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think it's not something any of the TOS TNG era characters will get to see. This is like spoiler spoiler Didn't for Discord season three, that? but there is a unification episode where they it's called Unification Part Three. And it is basically the story of how Romulus and Vulcan came to be one people. Mm. And it's just so sad. But at the same time, I'm like, I think that's something that always shows in history. Like a lot of people do a lot of hard work yeah, and never get to see true. it pay off because change takes so much time. Yeah, it does. It's true. So yeah. So yeah, that is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah I'm like and now I'm depressed think, thinking about how Spock died alone <laughs> so what do you think about like all the relations Sp 
fuck has. Like not the like not only romantic relations, but the relations with his family and so. Do you mean relationships? Because I think if you say relations like that, oh, yeah. it means like sexual relations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know much about that to be fair. <laughs> also, yeah. Okay. Um, relationships. I don't know. I feel like like I said earlier, like with his family, his relationship was pretty strained for a lot of time. We saw it in uh, Star Trek Discovery with Michael, especially at the beginning. It was pretty hard because I feel like that's also something that a lot of people can relate to if um, they live in like either like a patchwork family or maybe if they have adopted siblings or something. I think it's hard if you're there and the next like moment without any kind of warning or whatever. Like I know they got a warning, but like it was different with Michael, I, you know? Like, yeah. Like, he all of a sudden had a new sister and, like, I think for him it was especially hard because, like, she was human. So Amanda now had someone, like, to relate to and, mm. you know, I think that must have been pretty hard for him. But I love how their relationship grew to, mm -hmm. like, the season finale of season two. I cried so much <laughs> Every time. when Spock Every said time. goodbye to Michael. I was like, oh, no, this is literally the saddest thing because we know they will literally never see each other again. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, no. So sad. So, yeah, that was really hard. Um, I feel like his relationship to Pike is pretty cool. Pike is, like, a like, cool dad character yeah, for him. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's why he's the dad more, obviously. He, like, you know... And I honestly cannot wait to see what they do with that in Strange New Oh Worlds. my god, yes. God, please just so, show me some parenting. I beg you, CBS. I don't want anything else. I just want some parenting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, like, um, yeah. It's like, it's gonna be interesting to see, I think, how he, like, like obviously then he's just a science mm -hmm. officer. Yeah. On the Enterprise. And I feel like it's going to be interesting to see him like grow into his role, get more confident. And yeah, yeah, it's, I, I, I can imagine that to be, you know, great fun. Um, other relationships. I mean, his relationship with Jim, obviously, is just like it's the best. It's like inspired okay. so much. Yeah. I don't know. Imagination. So much like, I don't know. So, so many fan works. We talked about it when we talked about um, Amok Time. But... Yeah, like, it's one of the greatest, like, either friendships or, I don't know, love stories or whatever that's, you know, been written into television, I feel like, because, yeah, you see, the like, how they, like, change around each other, basically. You see how much they can rely on each other, and I think that's so amazing to see that, you know, like, you have a friend and you can, like, always count on them. And I don't know, I feel like a lot of the time um, Spock is definitely the voice of reason for Jim. So Jim mm -hmm. can definitely like, you know, count on Spock just telling him if he's going overboard or if he's <laughs> making rash decisions or anything like that. So yeah, and at the same time, I feel like Jim can be like Spock's sounding board for emotional reactions. Yeah. So that is really, really cool to see. Yeah, I don't know. Their relationship is amazing. I mean, just look... Like, if you want to see it in a nutshell, just watch The Search for Spock and you know mm -hmm. everything you need to know about their relationship because Jim is risking literally everything. His career, his yeah. ship, his crew, his friends, like, everything. And he doesn't even know that Spock's alive. Like, we know that as the audience because the movie is 
40 years old or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he doesn't know that. Just to have him be like, like his body be recovered and, you know, have a proper burial. That's yeah, and like not worth only it that. to him. I mean, in the film itself, it's like the relationship between Jim and Spark is so amazing. But also I feel like all the people helping Jim aren't only mm -hmm. doing that for him. Like they do no. that for Spock as well. And I think Definitely. that really shows how deep the friendship is that Spock has built with these characters over the five-year mission. Because mm -hmm. you tend to think of like the bridge crew and then you have Kerr, like Jim and Spock. And you know, but yep. at the end of it, of course, they spend a lot of time together. They work together for five years on a really, really tiny ship. And um, I feel like that really showed like especially when you know that he was so maybe distanced to other people and lonely when he was younger, especially for a really long time. But like when the whole Michael scenario happened and everything going mm -hmm. on and also the relationship with his father. And then he gets to a point where not only one person, but a lot of people from all like different like family backgrounds and everything risk everything for him to just like mm -hmm. have like this proper burial and everything. It's just, oh, it's really amazing. To think it's about quite that. overwhelming yeah i also i really love the scene at the end of search for spock where they like all stand yeah. there waiting for him because like they reunite his katra with his body again and they're all waiting for him to like recognize them and like that is such a good scene because everyone is just like so happy to see him and like everyone's yeah. crying and i'm like yeah this is amazing this is some good freaking yeah friendship awesome. yeah he, f he found his new family i, I would say Definitely, yeah. like, 100%. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, I mean, Spock, he's just the best. And I think, I mean, uh, there is, like, there are so many different works written on the, I don't know, diversity on the character Spock and so much. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to find it, you, like, just open up Google and you will find so much. Um, but do you want to go into what our favorite episodes are, maybe? Yeah, I do want okay. to do that. Well... I prob I would like think that you did not rank them. <laughs> uh no. I wrote <laughs> down five episodes and then I was like, yep, yeah, I like all of these the same amount, probably. No. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you maybe want to start with one? <laughs> yes. I can start with one. The first one that I wrote down was Journey to Babel. And I think Journey to Babel is a great episode all around because you have like a murder mystery. Yep. You have a lot of humor in it and you have like Spock in a very central role in it. And yeah, Journey to Babel is the episode where we first meet Spock's parents, so Sarek and Amanda. And that is already one of the funniest things they've <laughs> ever done. It's when Jim <laughs> introduces Spock to his own parents. Yeah. That is hilarious. And like <laughs> the delivery is so dry on that. God, it's so like, amazing when he asks Spock if he wants to go down to see his parents. And he's like, these are my parents. Yeah. I, I burst out laughing every single time. It's so funny. Yeah, and I also think it's like amazing to see how Spock risks his own life to um, mm -hmm. like, save his father. That is, yep. you know, that is quite something. And yeah, also like in that episode, I really like the parallels between like Amanda and Sarek and also Jim and Spock. If yeah. you like really look at it, they're there. And it, yeah, I just think that's really neat. <laughs> yeah, I really like the episode. It's really funny. Definitely. Also, yeah. also, it's the first episode where we learn that Spock had the um, God, what's it called? I know that the thing is named Aichaya, right? It's Aichaya, like basically yeah, the teddy a, bear yeah. with the 
fangs. Yeah. It's like a Vulcan dog-ish. Yeah. Dog horse-ish. I don't remember like what the, what the like... Uh, I read it like 50 times while I was researching Spock. Mm -hmm. Maybe, do, maybe... Oh, I still have memory. Alpha open. Very good. And only the English one. Just give me a second. Yeah, but I have to say, like, um, Journey to Babel is also my, like, episode number one. It's the highest ranking one because I think it's just... It has everything, as you said. Like, the family, the introduction. (laughs) 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 It's so funny. Um, They're called Zilat? Zilat? Zilat, right? Zilat. I mean, so we call them in... Oh, God, that looks horrifying. (laughs) I just know memory alpha and there's this thing... I think it's from a video game or something. It's really bad, like, um, quality. It's really, I don't know, blurred. Um, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, this is really cute. So, for example, it's a popular pet with Vulcans. And here it says, Silats, however, were very aggressive. So Vulcan children learned early never to be late with their dinner. That's oh, really wow. cool. And yeah, Aichaya is a domesticated Vulcan Silat. It's like apparently in TAS it makes an mm-hmm. appearance. Yeah, we see him we see him only in TAS, that's true. Oh no, and the the horrifying thing, I thought that was from like a, a video game or something. It's actually from an Enterprise episode we haven't seen yet. Oh. There's oh, yeah. I feel like we're like we're already like in into season three right now, right? Yeah. Mm. And I feel like there's still so much that we haven't seen. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, weird. I feel like they spend a lot of time on th- season three on stuff that is not the most interesting. And then I feel That's like they're true. coming back in season four with a lot of bangers. From I like what sure my parents told me. I want to see Flocks climb a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we watch an episode, I'm like, I hope I get to see Flocks climb something now. <laughs> Eventually <laughs> you will, yeah. So yeah, that's a really good choice. Um, I'm just going to continue with my number five. Um, yes. This I chose This Side of Paradise, which oh, is okay. the TOS episode as well. It's from season one. And um, I don't know. Whenever I think of Spock, I have to think of that episode because it's so non-typical for him. Because there's mm-hmm. like these, I don't know, drug Spores. Spawns. Um, <laughs> That basically, and he gets like, Leon and Nima gets to do so much more acting in terms of like showing emotions and Spock being like easygoing and really unvulcan like. And mm-hmm. I felt like, not because I like, of course, it's like really messed up that some drugs made him like this and they probably looking back at it won't like won't remember it as a pleasant yeah, time. But I feel like it's a really interesting episode. It. Yeah, it is really interesting. That's true. And also, it's just I really mean, funny. The way do you remember the scene where something. he's like on the tree? Yes. Yes. Like tree. like a sloth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know, is it Bones who comes up to him or Jim? I don't remember. It's or Jim. both of it's them. Jim. Jim, yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, because, he doesn't say it, but he thinks it. <laughs> yeah, because I think by that point, Bones had already been dragged mm-hmm. and he just sat around the tree with his like mint julep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was something. The episode is something. So yeah, that's my number five. Um, what what other episode do you think is one of the top spots? I had to write down the naked time. Yeah. Because for like almost the same reason that you wrote down the side of paradise, it's something where we see Spock like completely different than we usually do, where mm-hmm. he has a breakdown over his mother and over never telling her he loves her. That is super sad if you think about it. But at the same time, it's very like <laughs> meme worthy. 
yeah. when he's like when he's like I'm in control of my emotions and then he instantly starts sobbing I'm like yeah this is how I feel quite frequently these days um so yeah I definitely relate to him on that and yeah I just think it's like very good acting you know and yeah Spock gets to express his emotions also he gets hit like by Jim Jim hits him yeah I'm like well that's not great for you but uh yeah I don't it's know. Still and also like yeah acted. like you yeah you see like a lot of their relationship as well I feel like when he's like yeah can I even be like your friend if I can't show you how much mm-hmm. like af- affection I have for you I'm like yeah that's gotta be so hard yeah, yeah. and that is before they're married so <laughs> it was Quite before they were married yeah it's before yeah. they're married no this is, this is I was also thinking about taking it in but then I decided to like um have the side of paradise it was yeah. this or the other so i'm glad we mm-hmm. have both of them covered um Perfect. so yeah what i have next is like on my number four i have two episodes because i just could not decide these are both disco episodes and the mm-hmm. first one is if memory serves is the one where we were there on telos and oh, we yeah. get to see like a lot of what Spock had to do in his childhood and he gets to do a lot of bonding with like Michael and it's just such a really really amazing episode in the like Spock area and the other one of course is such sweet sorrow part two which is um, the season finale of disco season two and god I cry so much but like the conversation that Spock and Michael have I just everything about that is perfection and mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like he is such like the mo- like everything comes to a climax. Literally, like ev- shit is going down, and then yep. you have this emotional center between Michael and Spock, and they're both so great in the scene. And I feel like that's just such a good Spock episode and such a good and memorable moment. So yeah, that's why <laughs> it's also my number four. I couldn't decide because it just. I they're mean, both really good. Yeah, they're yeah, really good. So yeah, what like, else like, do you have? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just want to add something to that. I feel like the last, I think, four or five episodes mm. of season two just made me all cry so, so much. It was insane. Like, I remember that it was a year ago, or like yep. oh, a little more than a year ago that I watched them. And I couldn't watch them back to back because I just, I was just sobbing <laughs> so much. Like, I couldn't. It was, yeah. Yeah. But it's so good. Like, yeah. Disco really knows what to do with the, like, emotional hits. I feel like a lot of episodes in season three, we also just spend crying. Yeah, so much crying. (laughs) Yeah, there's always a lot of crying with us when we watch Star Trek. Only Disco, though. Because I usually don't... I mean, well, it depends. It doesn't matter. Yes, my next (laughs) one. (laughs) I'm like, don't get sidetracked now. Um, My next one is the last TOS episode. It's Turnabout Intruder. Same! And... Yes, I do. See? Sometimes we do share a brain cell. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's a very, very good episode because it first off shows what Spock can do. Like his uh, psychic touch telepath um, abilities. Mm-hmm. And the next one is that he just trusts Jim so, so much. Even when he's like this... Um, like when Jim is stuck in the body of his ex-girlfriend basically <laughs> um, it's, it's a weird episode but um, like even then he's like I trust you I know that it's you and like we need to get you out of this scenario and like it's so good also they hold hands in this which I think is very neat 
you know, <laughs> just to see them like just holding hands. I'm like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very soft like that. Um yeah, I just think it's a really cool episode in general. Like, it, yes, it is very unhinged, especially oh, yeah. like in the beginning when they show how they like how their souls or spirits or essence or whatever switch the bodies. It's it's yeah. what it's it's the sixties, so it's very wild. And also like the reasoning for what's her name? I don't like, remember. Is it is it Janet? No, I don't know. But like for her that she wanted to switch bodies with Jim in general because like he could advance in Starfleet and she had the like feeling because she was a woman she couldn't and yeah like that was all you know that all hit hard especially in the 60s i yeah. imagine and yeah also this like the scene with um with the court martial basically oh was yes it, like, it's such a good scene really good with um Chekhov and was it Chekhov and Scotty that, I like, think try it's to unionize yeah. Hmm? Yeah, it's really good that they're like, yeah, we, like, we will, like, for our own integrity, we will definitely risk our own lives and our own station because this cannot go on. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really love how Spock isn't afraid to challenge, like, Kirk's status. Because yeah. you would think, maybe, even though he knows that it's not, like, Kirk Kirk, but even though it's still, like, it's to everyone else, he appears as James D. Kirk. And, like, I think that's really such a powerful move where he's like, okay, we cannot stand with this any longer. And he stands up basically to his captain. And at that point, not many people know what has happened. So everyone is just a bit confused and everyone is like, okay, wow. And I feel like that's such Mm. a strong moment because it shows that not only does he have, like, a lot of times we see these characters have loyalties to Star Trek in terms of loyalty to the Federation. Yes. Not Star Trek, Starfleet. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I feel like this was one of the times where we actually get to see the characters, which later on in like the search for Spock returns, um, yes. them seeing like they have the loyalty to each other. And I feel like that's really that really brings home the um, found family scenario and situation they have going on. And I really love that. And yeah, he's such so like he's so amazing about the whole thing. And it's just yeah. in itself, I feel like. Of course, it's sad that then the show ended um, because it wasn't that glamorous. Like every other show gets to, in some way or another, got to have a somewhat finale. Um, for better or and, for worse. Yeah, but they didn't really, of course, because they got canceled. But at that, like, I, I think, what does Kirk say? The last, I don't remember, but I remember the last line of TOS being something so incredibly, like, fitting and I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was with something like what could have been or something or what or what oh, will yeah. be. Yeah. And it really like I feel like really puts together everything Star Trek was about at the time being like, OK, mm-hmm. this is a future that can be one day. And I feel like, oh, yeah, they didn't know they were doing it. But looking back now, it feels like a really good moment. <laughs> they did it. Yeah. yeah. So I have my number two left. How many episodes do you have left? Two. OK, I have two left then. You continue because I only have one left. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so the next one I had to put on here, it's Amok Time. Yeah. It's one, obviously, where Spock, uh, yeah, he also acts out of character, but at the same time, he really acts <laughs> in character. Like, yeah. I don't know. We see a lot more of his, like, I would say true emotions in the episode. Like, one of the best moments in the episode, and obviously we've discussed this before, but it's when Jim comes back to life. It is amazing where he like grabs onto his shoulders mm-hmm. and he's like, 
you know, he's so freaking happy to see him. That yeah. is one of the best moments. Like, and yeah, also his like, like everything about that, how he's so loyal to Jim, even like in this like hard time that he's going through. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he, he just wants like to protect his friend and he's like, I can't fight him, but then he has to. And like, it's also tragic. It's so, yeah, I really, really, really like Amok Time. It's a very good episode. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we've talked about it before. We have an entire yeah. episode about it, if you want to listen yes. to it. I think it's episode number three, is it? I think it might be number three, yeah. Yeah, so if you want to have a listen, you can find it. <laughs> um, so sure. yeah, no, that's really... Yeah, I, I thought about putting it on there, but I, then I thought Paula is probably going to put it on her list. So I didn't. Yes. So my last episode, which is in my ranking number two is mm -hmm. two episodes again that is because it's kind of they kind of belong together it's unification part one and part two that's and also from... my last episode <laughs> <laughs> because um this is like the next generation season five and the it's like we've like kind of discussed it before um the whole storyline with him being an ambassador on romulus and this whole thing playing out and you get to have um Picard there and Data and they get to interact with Spock and it's just it really like there's a lot of stuff going on it's like two episodes mm -hmm. packed with themes and relationships oh, and kinds of things. everything everything yeah. and it's just so incredibly well done and I'm so glad they got to bring Spock back for TNG and they found a really good reason you know yeah because they did bring back true. McCoy um as a cameo <laughs> really late on which is hilarious <laughs> Um, yeah. But, like, uh, late on in the first or second episode. Which one was it? I think it was the first episode. Yeah. So, um, that was really funny. But bringing Spock back in his capacity as a Vulcan ambassador really showed his skills. His, like, his entire, um, I don't know, career path and every mm -hmm. choice he made. And it really plays out amazing. I think so, too. I really like the episode. Especially because you see how he, like, I don't know, how he, like, stands up for his convictions yeah um even like when he gets threatened with death death he's like no i will not um like i believe in the unification and i believe in the people basically he doesn't let the romulans intimidate him when they're like yeah you will say like what we wrote down for you here and then we'll kill you he's like no fuck you i'm not gonna do it also like he's <laughs> like i feel like he's a lot more free in those episodes yeah. He's definitely, like, loosened up over time. And, like, his, like, banter back and forth with Picard is also really funny with the cowboy yeah. diplomacy. That yeah. is, like, one of my favorite, like, yeah, like, interactions. Like, it's really, really cool. Also, I remember when I watched the episode because, like, I didn't know anything about it going in. I was just, mm. like, casually, like, not casually, but, like, I was just, like, watching through TNG for the first time. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Spock amazing. Yeah. I was so happy about that. I was just so glad to see him because, like, Spock really is that great. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, yeah. amazing. You're excited. The bestest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. It's such a good episode. And I also, like, I just love everything about it. And, yeah, <sighs> the humor is there. The, the themes are there. And I do... Do you think Spock, after he died the first time, was kind of like, bitch, you cannot threaten me. I've died before, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's gained some perspective. That. Yeah. Being mm -hmm. like, bitch, <laughs> like that one wine, you know, bitch, you can't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already quoted that one in the McCoy episode. 
<laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people yeah. apply to that, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, this is amazing. And I have one I have one more. And it's not an honorable mention, it's a dishonorable mention. Oh. And you probably you I don't know if you know what's coming, you know you don't. It's a short track. Oh, it's a short yes, track where they're singing. <laughs> the short track is called it's from season two, it's called Q and A. And the idea it's like Spock's first day on the Enterprise. And I was with them the entire time. I was like, Okay, he is mm -hmm. um number one. She's greeting him. She's like introducing him to the ship, being like, this is this, mm -hmm. this is this. And she's like, you can ask me questions. I will ask you questions. And then they're stuck in the turbo lift. And then they start, like, they're bored and they ask questions. And then they talk mm -hmm. about their, like, secrets or shit. I don't remember. And then suddenly they start singing. And I was like, huh. <laughs> 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 what is happening? Yeah. It is one of the most weirdest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It makes you so uncomfortable. And the thing is, I love musicals. I just don't... Like, this is not mm. the kind of musical episode I wanted. Yeah. It is strange. It, yeah, it makes you feel kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. I so, Yeah, I didn't love it either. Yeah, it's so weird. I was like, why? What is happening? No one understands. So yeah, this is my dishonorable mention because I've, so I have really strong emotions about that short track because I just don't understand. But yeah, this was amazing. I feel like, oh God, I could talk about Spock for hours, but at the same time, I feel like we've said everything that is central to his character. I think so too. Yeah, so um, I feel like it's now time to move on into the fact Mary kill part of the episode. And now it's on you to explain the rules. Yes. We still have the new rules. We're also not going to switch them anytime soon. But I just want to, you know, in case yeah. anyone skipped any episodes, I'm like, these are the new rules. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first one, uh, the first new category is um, you got to switch lives with the person for one month, which is quite a long time. Yeah. Just saying. Keep that in mind. The second one is that they're your coach on a talent show like Germany's Next Top Model or something similar, com comparable. Um, so, yeah, this person has to be Heidi Klum. <laughs> and the last one is you have to go to couples counseling with that person, which, I, you know, what I thought about the other day is we oftentimes have like like animals and stuff on here. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be quite hilarious if you go to like couples counseling with grudge or something because she ignores you, you know, or she scratched you and you're like, it's time for couples counseling. Let's yeah. go. But yeah, the couple really counseling funny. doesn't have to be in a romantic way. So I, yes. I was thinking about changing name maybe to relationship counseling. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship That's, counseling would yeah. fit very well. Yeah. So you don't have to like date the person. You can just no, you don't. go there and talk about your feelings or not. Just whatever you want to do. <laughs> okay, who wants to, I don't know, do what first? Do you want to give me your names first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay. That's a very so, sadistic love. <laughs> I went with the theme again. <laughs> and the first one is <laughs> because I continuously forget that we have the new categories until I write down the names. And I'm like, <laughs> so the first character I have for you is, of course... Sarek. Mm -hmm. The second character is Tuvok. Oh yeah, I love Tuvok. 
And the third character is Sorak. <laughs> yes, so I the see you Sorak. gave me all Vulcans. Interestingly enough. Um... All right. <laughs> uh, okay, first off, I think I would switch lives with Sorak because, um, well, I think, you know, it's probably interesting to have a glimpse into what Vulcans and, like, their society used to be like. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, like, pre-reform Sorak, then you get to see that and then you also get to see, like, how everything changes with, you know, the mm -hmm. new philosophies that you formulated. So I feel like that's pretty, that's probably pretty interesting. Um, then I think I would want to go to Cuphead's Counseling with Sarek. Um, because, I don't know, like, he wouldn't talk much anyway, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I would just sit there and be like, yeah, uh, I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know, you know. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't say anything anyway. I would do it once and be like, yep, that's all we're done with. Oh, but you could criticize his parenting. I because would he fucked probably, up three times. Yeah, I would probably not be able to hold on to myself with that. Mm. You know, I would probably like be really mean and then regret it later. Do you yeah. remember that one episode with Sarek where he was like in TNG and they were there for like a weird like concert and he started crying? And yeah. Then he was there with Picard and like well, it was really weird, wasn't it? That was a really strange episode, yeah. Yeah. Where he had this Vulcan like uh, illness, I think it is. Yeah, because Something. he was so old. And didn't yeah. he also like die? <laughs> didn't he hmm? also like die with Picard? Like, wasn't Picard there when he died? Yeah, he was there. And then Picard, I think, had to tell Spock that his father died. Yeah. In unification. True, True I remember that. So oh, yeah, wow, they did TNG. have a great time. <laughs> you did a number on Picard, but they did that all the time so yeah he, they fucked him over quite a lot yeah he didn't he didn't always have a great time but we'll talk about that soonish <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> okay so then Tuvok would be my Germany's next top model coach and I feel like you know I know you haven't seen Voyager yet but like Tuvok is truly one of my favorite characters on that show I think he's mm. so neat fun fact my little sister like sometimes I watch um, Voyager with her because yeah she's just like You know, sometimes she's just there and I feel like that's a show we can definitely watch together now. Yeah. And like Tuvok is her favorite character. She thinks Tuvok is so, so funny. She, yeah, she thinks he's so cool. So yeah, Tuvok is amazing. And then she found out that Tim Russ, that's the person who plays Tuvok, he is the principal <laughs> in iCarly. And obviously it's a completely different role. And like she, the, her mind was blown. She was like, that's Tuvok. <laughs> It was so hilarious. <laughs> So yeah, I think yeah, I think Tuvok is amazing, and also like he um has a really good relationship. Like obviously, as always, like it grows, you know, because he yeah, of course, he never like it's he's like a full Vulcan, obviously, so he never gets quite as loose. I'd say that isn't meant to be like demeaning or anything, but he, you know, he stays stays very Vulcan throughout the whole show, but mm -hmm. um he does have his moments. Especially, like, when he, like, helps people, like, you know, he, yeah, he helps a lot of them at some point to, I don't know, center themselves and learn to meditate and, yeah, that is, yeah, I, I, I just, just really, really like that. I really like Tuvok, he's great. He's also very patient with children because he has, like, I 
think a lot of children, like at least four or five. Wow. Two mm. work was busy. Yeah, he was busy. He used to stay quite efficiently. <laughs> you know what? I always wonder if the children are like seven years apart. Yeah. They have to, don't they? I don't know. I mean, technically. Well, we guess we'll never know. <laughs> I mean, we could probably look that up on Memory Alpha later. Yeah, yeah. probably. Okay, no, that's some really good choices. Mm-hmm. I like okay. it. Yeah. For you, I also have... A... Yes. Very neat. <laughs> For you, I also have a theme, and the theme is women. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> love win- <Okay>. women. <laughs> we are love some women. Um, like the first one I have for you is Jetsia Dax because you have given her to me before but I have never returned the favor so I was like yep and then it mm-hmm. already got very complicated because like a lot of the people I wanted to give you we already covered more than once well yeah yeah and I was like uh, well so the second one is um, Philippa Jojo but not mm-hmm. the mirror version this time the normal one oh, okay. that died in episode two <laughs> of Star Trek Discovery <laughs> Fun and times. the last yeah, it was great. And the <laughs> last one we have is Captain Carol Freeman. She's the captain on Lower Decks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Marina's mom. Okay. Um just oh, let me think. I think Oh yeah, but Jadzia, I know what I would do with her because I want her to be, be my Heidi Klum. Because yeah. Jadzia had a in incredible humor she is so like she understands what humor is on every level she knows sarcasm she knows silliness she knows she gets like she's so cool that she has friends in every species like on deep space nine and you have to be that cool so i think she like her being my modeling coach would be probably the funniest like thing i could do in my entire life nothing or hardly anything could be like that so um yeah that is easy and now hmm Huh, this is really hard, but I think I wanna because I because Philippa is not having a great time. No, um, she dies. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to die. <laughs> um, I mean, I could save her life for one month. <laughs> um, but no, she's not having a good time. So I think I would, and also because I really like the lower decks, like the how what's it called? Zareep? No. What's the Cerritos. ship called? Cerritos. Cerritos, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, something would see, but couldn't think of it. So I think I really like the ship and the crew, and I think they're really funny, and it's just like this... Because they're not important enough for the good missions, and I think that mm-hmm. would be really chill as a captain, because I don't have any qualifications. I don't know anything. So I can just be like, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing third contact, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and also yes. she could be like, hang out with her cool daughter who hates her. And I could be like, you don't have to hate me. And I could meet Bradward. <laughs> yeah, finally being able to meet Bradward. Yeah, I get to meet Bradward and Tendi and um, all of the others. So I think, yeah, I would change lives with her. And I think... Going to relationship counseling with uh, Philippa could be really cool because I think she has a lot of interesting stories to tell. Um, mm-hmm. She is a high-ranking female officer in Starfleet um, in the early time compared to everything else coming after. Yeah. So it's just really interesting and especially, I don't know, I really, I think she also has a lot of like intel on all the different people working on a ship. And I think she has a really unique perspective on Michael. Which I think mm-hmm. could be really interesting. Because Michael in the beginning of this go, like, she is... 
she is so Vulcan at, like she is of course she's human but she was raised in Vulcan most of yeah. her like adult or teenager slash adult life so that's I think really interesting um, and then she gets thrown into the human world and is kind of a mess and I feel mm -hmm. like that would be really cool to to know more about so um, yeah that was easier than I thought it would be but yeah I definitely with Philippa I think that would be really really interesting yeah very nice yeah damn this time like I, I really thought that my my Sarek would trip you up more than it did <laughs> <laughs> no. But I feel like after a lot of the other characters, you just, I don't know, <laughs> you're, you're going strong. <laughs> um, so now it is time for the last part of the usual podcasting. So Paula, please mm -hmm. tell me, who or what is your fuck fuck? My fuck fuck this week is insomnia. To no mm -hmm. one's surprise at all, to people who know me, because like, I on and off suffer from insomnia and it just is the fucking worst it literally is the worst like being so tired but not being able to sleep i cannot describe it to anyone who hasn't like had it before or had like had to go through it basically but like yeah it's like the worst feeling in the world especially like the day after like the night is already like bad but like the day after is almost worse because you feel so like out of it And, like, yeah, you can't do the stuff you want to do. And, like, it messes up your schedule. So, yeah, it's the worst. And I hope that I can avoid it as long <laughs> as possible. Yeah. You know, I've been sleeping well for, like, a week now. So, you know, I don't want to jinx anything. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I hope, it, you know, the stretch continues. So, yeah, that's just, like, it's just annoying. And I hate it. And, ugh, yeah, terrible. Yeah, it so, really yeah. throws you for a loop every time. It's not nice to look at because you just look so miserable. <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot do anything about it. I hope she's so bad because you're just having the worst time. Yeah, well, it'd be like that. Okay, <laughs> Alex, who's your fuck fuck? So I have decided something for myself um, because I found it really hard this week to like this episode to find a fuck fuck. So I decided whenever I cannot find a fuck fuck, this is going to be my fuck fuck and it's going to be Nazis because no. they always deserve to be fuck facts and there's a whole lot going on in Germany right now. <laughs> the the Querdenker, the, the Corona deniers slash Nazis are at it again and it's, it's a whole thing and I felt like, you know, always curse out Nazis. So yeah, they're my fuck facts. It's, I feel like I don't need to explain this. <laughs> it's quite straightforward. no. no. So yeah, what about you and your dude? What brought you joy and happiness and good feelings? Good feelings, joy and happiness. Um, I experienced this week when I ranted to my friends about stupid things that annoy me. I gotta mm -hmm. be like, I gotta say that is something that I really need at the moment is to just, you know, like have someone to vent to. And like yesterday, I talked to my best friend on the phone for like almost three hours. And most of it was just, like, us venting to each other. And I feel like I feel so much better afterwards just to, like, get it all out and be like, like, I know everyone's suffering, but this sucks. I don't, you know, like, I don't want to do yeah. it anymore. I hate it. Like, we're in a lot of stress with, uh, stress with but I can't talk, stress with uni <laughs> as well at the moment. So that sucks. Then, like, frequently I see people on the internet being stupid and I'm like, ugh. And then we watch the news and I see more people, like, 
Nazis being stupid. I'm like, ugh. But then, you know, when I can just vent to my friends and be like, just these people are the worst. Like, it almost makes me feel so much better. So that's my dude. Basically, my dude is my friends who let me vent or run <laughs> to them. Because you do need, like, you just need I mean, yeah, that, definitely. you know, release of just negative energy. Yeah, yeah, and you need to be able to, like, get it all off your chest. Otherwise, yeah. you will, like, have a terrible, terrible time. True. Yeah, no, so, that's yeah. a really good choice, yeah. I mean, you do rant a lot, but there is a lot to rant yeah. about. Yeah, and I always feel I mean, so bad, I, like, especially yeah. when I'm on the phone with my family, like, my friends. Uh, like, my friends, it's, like, something different. Like, because, especially because I know that, like, my mom or my grandma, like, they're also not having a great time. And I don't want to, like, add to that. Mm. So, like, so that they know that I'm not feeling too hot either. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't want to just, like, burden them with that. But my friends, like, I don't know. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, that's I know what that friends are all... for. Yeah, I know that we're all just, like, kind of suffering. Low-key or high-key. Yeah, depending on the day. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, so Alex, <clears throat> who is your dude this week? So my dude is a what? And it's also not that deep. Um, I chose two ones. The first ones are dogs. Because yeah. today, I got, I was at work and I got home and I was waiting for the bus. And there is this... God, was is... What is it in Like in English, Zebrastreifen. How do you call that? Crosswalk. Crosswalk. A crosswalk, yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> But I gotta say, the German name is so much better. Because yeah. it's technically, like, if you translate it, it's called zebra stripes, which, I mean, genius. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I would, like, there was this person walking over the zebra stripes <laughs> with her dog. And the dog just, one third in, just stopped. And there were, like, at least ten cars, like, five on each side. And they couldn't drive. And she was trying to get the dog to move. And it was so <laughs> hilarious. Like, I don't, well, amazing. It was, like, a black Labrador. And it's just... And everything about that was incredible. And also my second one is socks. Because today, like a few days ago, I got, maybe a week ago, I was scrolling through Instagram. And I'm one of these people who was like, oh yeah, here's personalized advertisement for me. And this one was for, <laughs> for socks. And I, I was like, I was left unsupervised. So I bought socks for about, like with shipping and everything, almost 30 euros. <laughs> Because it just be like that. So now Sometimes I have some incredible new socks. And they all have different themes. One of them is unicorn themed. One of them is like space themed. One of them is um, the, how do you call it? Your, not star sign, your zodiac, zodiac. sign. Zodiac sign yes. themed. One of them is dinosaur themed. And one of them is mermaid themed. And it's all amazing and perfect. And, you know, socks. Yeah. Socks and self, like know. are so great. There's so many different kinds of socks. And all of them are great, you know? Yep. So, I yeah, also love socks, yeah. I definitely relate to that. I also hate usually wearing, like, boring socks, you yeah. know? Now, when I buy socks, I never, I never usually, like, buy the normal, like, black or white ones. I'm like, no, either they're, like, a very bright color, or I have mm. some with, like, fruit on it, or, you know, just, yeah, like, they always, they gotta be fun. Like, at least some flowers, at least. Yeah. Something needs to be on there. So yeah, yeah that is my dude. Um, awesome. Or my dudes, multiple. There's so many of them. <laughs> Which makes me so happy. There's Thank so many socks God. and so many dogs. Yeah. You know? 
The world can never have enough of them. No. So um, this was our Spock episode. It I felt like it was a lot of fun talking about. Yeah. He's really like one of the more complex characters in Star Trek, I would say. Mm-hmm. With like his family relationships and his history and everything going on. And then him dying and not dying. I mean, he did die, <laughs> but coming back, having his Jesus moment. And then, Jesus. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm I'm glad we talked about him. So um, I feel like it's time to end the episode. So I'm going to tell the people where they can find us. Definitely. Doing my duties. Um, so if you want to reach out to us via email, you can always do that. You can reach us under deep.space.gay at gmail.com. Have, have we in the last few weeks checked our Gmail? No, we have Maybe not. we should do that. If you have written to us. I mean, I don't think anyone has, but if you have. Apologies. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so if you want to reach us on email, I just told you. And if you want to reach us or find us or stalk us um, on social media, you can find us both on Twitter and on Instagram under deep uh, at deep underscore space underscore gay. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we have been terrible at it in the last few weeks. It's, yeah. Incredi- incredibly bad. Um I promise every time that we're going to get better, but maybe I should we're stop trying things. We try our best. Um, yeah. So yeah, this was our episode on Spock. If you have any input, feel free to reach out to us and tell us your thoughts on Spock and why you love him, because I cannot imagine anyone disliking him. If you dislike Spock, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Seek some help. <laughs> so um, yeah, as we said before... Um, or in the beginning of the episode. The next episode is going to be Marvel-themed. We're going to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We have a lot of thoughts on the show. And we don't know if it's going to be released next week or in two weeks. We shall see how our timetables work out. And until then, I hope you're having a good time. And um, yeah, we'll see you then. Or you will hear us then. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.